Well, hello there, internet! Welcome to the solo cast. This is episode 5. I am your host, Summix, and as you saw from the title, we will be talking about the top lane today. But before we do, I'd like to talk to you guys a little bit about my recap of the week. I have not been playing on my main that much. I did mess around in flex, but I, um, since I've hit platinum, I've definitely been having more fun with the game, trying new champions, and one of the new champions I have picked up and have decided to play is is Yumi and rumor is she's getting nerfed in an upcoming patch I don't know how true this is I don't know what the nerfs are but she's very good right now but the champion is simply not for everybody uh, you have to be extremely dependent on your teammates and sometimes that's hard to do but as a support main you kind of have to expect that regardless of the champion you play unless you're playing some sort of gnarly damage champion but as a Yumi player, well, I'm not a Yumi player, but as trying Yumi, uh, give her a shot, you know. Um, a lot of people kind of wrote her off at the beginning, but as Riot goes, either they release the champion and it's extremely powerful, then they have to tone it back, or it just sucks and they have to buff it and try some things out. So I would highly advise just to try her out. Um, she's really good with the safer ADCs, such as like Sivir and Ezreal and maybe even Jin and you know anybody that doesn't really need a engage. But today we are talking about the top lane. I do not mess with the top lane, but when I do, for some reason I do really well. Uh, when I do play top lane, I play champions like Gnar and Malphite. I like to mess around with like Kennen and Jax. I used to play Rumble probably about three seasons ago. But I haven't really, I don't play top anymore. And the reason I pl don't play top is it's not, I'm not going to say it's not my play style, but it's very, it's very independent role. And like, you know, the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, the first eight to nine levels, you're not on your own. But if, if you can get an advantage by yourself and you can track the jungler you're going to snowball the game and you're going to add a lot of pressure to your lane. And what you do with that pressure is how you can dictate the, the game. If you still want to play single player and stay up top and then force three or four of them to come up, hopefully your team can, you know, realize what's going on and take advantage of the map somewhere else. But we'll get more into that later. As always, if you haven't listened to the past other podcasts, I like to start from champ select, who's popular, who's not, who to play where, or not who to play where, but who to play against what, why play this, why play that, etc. Right now, we are still in a meta where it's just fight, 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 high damage, high damage, high damage. If you are not first pick as a top laner, and you can take advantage of knowing what the opponent top laner is, do it. But... As I always said in the past podcast, play to your advantages or your comfort, not to your advantages. We'll talk about advantages later. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, this podcast might be a little shorter than normal just because I feel like most of the stuff I'm going to be saying is repetitive from the mid lane, from ADCing, etc. But you know what the hell? Let's just get into it. So when you are playing top lane and you're in champ select, 
some of the best picks you can pick right now, as long as you know how to play them, is anybody that can build Spear of Sojin. Yes, there's some junglers that can do it too, but the top laners you want to try to learn, or if you already know them, try to play them more, are Aatrox, Renekton, Riven, Jax, Alawi, Nar, Urgot, Kled, Nasus, and Darius. Those are all the AD champs who I think are very good, but then the AP champs are Kennen, Rumble, Vlad, I guess Nasus is a mixed hybrid, and Teemo. Top lane, because it's so solo, you can almost play anybody up there. You know, you see Quins, you see Veins, you see Kaisas, you see Shakos, you see everything. And the reason for that is because you're by yourself. And if you can outplay the opponent, regardless who the other champion is, well, it doesn't matter who you pick. You're gonna get an you're gonna get a lead anyway. I guess the best way to describe top lane is if you like playing single player video games and then all of a sudden someone joins your game and they either help you or make the game worse for you, that's kind of like top lane. You know, imagine playing Donkey Kong and you don't have Diddy yet, but then all of a sudden Diddy comes and helps you get a kill. Like, that's amazing. Or amazing, or amazing. Imagine you're playing Donkey Kong somehow in a competitive way and then all of a sudden the bad guys bring on another bad guy. Well, now it's two on one and now you're probably going to lose. Like, it's it's... If you know how to take advantage of whatever your advantages are and know when to fight and know when to trade, you are going to be an extremely good top laner. You know, if you're jumping in whenever they have more minions than you or you know the jungler's nearby and you're like, oh, sh well, I got to... I got to take a fight because if I don't, he's going to be here or whatever the circumstances is. You know, I, I have the opportunity to play in the bronze and the hoy up the plat. And I know some diamond players and I get to watch some of their games and I even watch the LCS and you know, I know how the entire like community works and just to see some of the stuff that people do, even in the higher elos, it's just like, what the hell are you doing? But you got to know every ins and outs you know i've been playing the game for six years i know people that just started last week and have been playing longer than me since the beginning of season one <clears throat> it's it's just knowing every ins and outs of the game my number one recommendation is always when you're laning especially top lane don't miss farm just don't miss farm it's that simple you know if you're a Pantheon or uh, another like early game champion and you got to get a kill to get ahead so you can use those advantages, obviously you're going to sacrifice some farm. But as a lower elo, don't miss farm. It's literally that simple. If you know a new wave is coming and you have they have four minions and you only have two left, but your minion wave that's approaching you is at the tower... You know damn well their minion wave is just in, in sync as yours. Don't take a fight because then you're going to have 10 minions on 8 minions or 10 minions on 6 to 4 minions depending on your opponent and what they can clear. Like You need to understand wave manipulation and how to fight with it and when not to fight against it. Hell, let's just get into it. Wave manipulation. If you're pushing and you see your minions at the tower, obviously their minions are coming too. Don't go in. I just said that, but I'm looking at my notes. 
Uh, but if you can, if you have a solid push and your new wave is on the way, give it a shot, you know, take a trade, see what happens. And sometimes when you go in, people won't trade back. People will just run. And then, you know, you back off, you let the minion settle down and then they come back and then they'll either give you enough time to have your cooldowns reset and then they'll be like, okay, well now it's my turn. Well, guess what? It's also your turn because you get to have all your cooldowns back up and you get to fight again. You know, I noticed in that lower elos, if you decide to engage on them, they're going to run instead of fight. If you get engaged on, turn around, throw a spell, auto attack, you know, if you have no minions, obviously you should run. Hopefully you have some sort of gap closer so you can use that to your advantage and get away. But if they are engaging on you and it's an equal fight, and what I mean by equal fight is the minions are similar in size, your items are similar, you know, usually it's a Doran's ring or Doran's blade or a long sword or potions or whatever it might be. But you just... My, my best recommendation until you get to like the higher... Elos like you know high platinum diamond master grandmaster you know all those things just shove the wave make sure you don't miss any of them and let it crash into the tower you know once you do start understanding wave manipulation and other things like that you know I just recently watched a really good video if you fast push the first wave and then slow push the second and third wave you're gonna have a level two advantage almost level three when that two and a half waves of minions are running into the tower you know if a jungler is going to come like does he really want to fight 15 minions plus a champion you know if you're going to fight it right you're obviously going to back off of turret range not take aggro and then you know start trading with you might even get a double kill if the jungler comes but if you do push the waves in this gives you an opportunity to do different things in the game and when I talk about top lane, for whatever reason, I always assume that you and I are going to be playing the blue side, which is the left side of the map. And I can't help that for some reason. And so let's say you are on blue side and you shove 15 minions into the tower. And obviously you're not just going to sit there and try to finish whatever minions show up or watch the enemy try to see us under tower. Like you're wasting your damn time. Roam into the river. Take the scuttle crab if it's not there and your jungler's not close. Invade the jungle. You know, that's a risky thing to do, but if you're paying attention to the map and you know where the jungler is, you know, run in there. Take their Krugs. Steal their red buff. Set up for Rift Herald. Like, obviously, the third wave, the Rift Herald doesn't spawn, but, you know, take advantage of the downtime that you have. And if that downtime is, oh, well, I have 800 gold or... 1300 gold go back and buy an item come back and probably with all the tower shot those minions are taking the minion waves are going to come right back into you and then you can do the thing all over again it's a lot more complicated than this you need vision you need to track track the jungler you need to make sure the mid laners in lane because 
The mid laner might even come and roam top, you know. It's always about that Diddy Kong coming and helping Donkey Kong, you know. You're on an island, and that's the best way to describe the top lane, is you're on an island, it's just the two of you, you're fighting to the death, but don't force fights just because it's the two of you. You know, you gotta take advantage of your advantages such as minions and towers. You know, and if they do tower dive you, it's not a free kill for you, you know, blow your flash or ignite or teleport or whatever it is you have so you can manipulate his movements so that he's still taking damage from the turret. You know, it's it's a whole... It's very in-depth. And I don't play top lane, but I think I know enough about it that I can, you know, sit down and watch your games or watch my games or even play it and understand what I should be doing, what I shouldn't have done, what I shouldn't be doing, you know. All that fun stuff. Um, so I mentioned Flash, Ignite, and Teleport. I, um, you know, with the exception of maybe Singe and Nasus and maybe Hecram Top, always get Flash. Always, always, always get Flash. I even think on Singed and, you know, Hecram you should get flash it's 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 uninterruptible it gets you about four inches across the map it's really good but the dilemma comes ignite and teleport and ghost there's not very many top laners that take flash and ghost and the people that take Ghost, the champions that pick Ghost, are the ones that want to use Ghost and stick on you. And keep auto-attacking you and keep using their spells such as Darius. Singed. Even Jax or Riven. You know, everybody can use Ghost to their advantage. But how good is it later? How good is it? How, how long is it good? You know, if you become extremely fed and have Ghost, you're going to use Ghost and just run over their team. But the game is extremely situational. Every situation is different. You know, obviously the two biggest summoner spells that go along with Flash in the top lane are Ignite and Teleport. I would say don't get Teleport until you're gold. Because if you can use that Ignite to your advantage and snowball your lane and make yourself stronger and start taking turrets because you have Ignite, Use Ignite. Me, personally, because I don't play top, I should be doing Ignite. But I just have that mentality of, oh, damn, I should have TP. Because what if my team gets into a team fight and I can't get there and I need to have Teleport, you know? Then I feel like it's my fault. But nine times out of ten, they shouldn't have been fighting anyway. I don't need Teleport. But there's times where I do have excellent teleports and all of a sudden I get a triple kill or, you know, I help my ADC get a quadra kill or like I said earlier, every situation is so different. You got to understand what you're good at and the type of champion you're playing and why you should take ignite or take teleport. You know, if you're playing Trindamir or Pantheon or Teemo, you know, you're probably going to want ignite just to get that little extra more damage to snowball your lane out of control. And what I mean by snowball your game is you get a kill, you get a kill, and then the game just goes out of control because of what you're doing. And that's why they call it snowballing. You know, you just... You ever see a snowball go down a mountain 
and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's why they call it snowballing, you know? It just gets bigger and bigger, and you can't do anything about it because it's just going to run you over. <laughs> so if, if you can take Ignite and snowball the game, do it. You know, if you're playing Trindamir and you get that first tower, shove that wave in and start taking the enemy junglers camps or have your mid laner or bot lane duo switch with you so you can go take another tower. You know, it, this game is so complicated and it looks so easy sometimes, but you just need to understand every situation. You know, if you're playing Malphite or Nasus or you know there's a whole ergot vlad rumble and cannon ah! those tps can completely 180 a team fight it's so neat to watch but you got to know how to play these champions why you're teleporting what you're teleporting in teleporting into and who you should be killing you know if you're a rumble and you're going to go attack a sejuani or an amumu who's building tank don't do that. But if you're playing against a Camille or you know any ADC, Xin Zhao, Ari, even Irelia, throw that cannon alt, throw that rumble alt on top of them. Rumble alt is very... I don't want to get too in-depth with certain champions, but rumble alt can be very high damage or can manipulate their movement and their positioning, which then gives your team the advantage on killing them because they're going to make stupid movements and then you can take advantage of that and then you know as soon as that one person dies usually the other four people get kind of wishy-washy and will probably end up running and then you end up catching them and then dying it's the last time i say this i promise it's very situational you just never know what can happen and you just always got to be prepared for the worst and the best Ooh, I didn't think I'd have this much content for the top lane, but I must be wrong. So if you are playing an early game champion, I was told you shouldn't buy pinks, but I'm a big, 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 big advocate on vision. And, you know, pinks are 75 gold. And if you're going to waste f 75 gold times 10 on 10 pinks, that's 750 gold. You know, that's a nice chunk of change. I mean, it's only 750 gold, but that 750 gold could have been just enough damage you needed to kill somebody. If you are an early game champion, though, it's better to be equal and not behind. So if you're an early game champion and you're taking unnecessary fights and taking risky fights that you shouldn't be doing, you're going to get more behind and then you're going to want to build damage. But that opponent that you're against is also building damage and is also tankier than you and probably scales better than you. You should probably go like a bruiser tankier type build. Even though you don't want to, it's better to stay alive instead of dying immediately. Unless you're playing the early game champion and you can understand how to flank and pick off a squishier opponent enemy and... You know, not die immediately. But not a lot of people understand that. Not a lot of people have the patience for that. But if you can have patience in this game and understand when you should be doing things and when you shouldn't be doing things, you are going to fly up the ELO ranks. And, you know, your, your knowledge for the game is going to be so good. 
Sorry, I'm just um, reading more of my notes. So, some recommendations from me to you to watch are TF Blade, who recently got picked up by the TSM Professional League of Legends team. He got picked up at the beginning of last year's season, and he was a type of person that played wave manipulation very, very well. You know, he's a Jax player and an Irelia player, and you know, when the wave is in his favor by a little bit, he would jump, take advantage of it, and, you know, he's very aggressive, and you nine times out of ten get the kill, barely get the kill, or what's even as good as killing them is sending them back, but you stay. They're missing experience. They're missing gold. You might get plates off the tower. Oh, it's 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 phenomenal sending someone back, and you're still so raw and healthy. Granted, they might buy a long sword or some kind of HP buff, you know, whatever items they decide to buy. So technically, they are ahead of you until you buy. And always keep that in mind, depending on whatever role you are playing in. But you might hit level six while they're still level four, or hit level six when they're level five. And like I said in the previous episodes it's like having four buttons compared to their three buttons and your fourth button is that power button and if you can use that and kill them and they're still level four or five you're gonna push even more minions they're gonna lose even more experience more gold and you're gonna get more plates and your first back or second back or whenever this happens it's just going to be so much more stronger and you're going to become this powerhouse in the game. I recommend staying in the lane and adding pressure, but a lot of people want to fight and they want to help. <coughs> excuse me. And they want to help their team get stronger. And I understand that feeling, but you should probably stay in lane more. You know, I recently played a game with a Garen and I, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes into the game, he was four and eight. But he's like, this is the strategy. I'm just going to keep shoving top. And, you know, he was already into the inhibitor tower and he got a kill or two for some reason because, you know, their the other team was just making silly plays. And then meanwhile, the four of us are getting dragon and pushing bot lane or, you know, it's, it's phenomenal what a top laner can do as long as, they're doing it correctly. You know, if they do get strong and then they come to mid lane and decide to fight with you guys and then play passively, like that's just, that's silly. You know, we all can sit around and dance together and be friends, but then you're giving them the opportunity for your team to get out of position. And then before you know it, two or three people from your team has died. And now you're by yourself fighting three or four people. That's never fun, regardless how strong you are. Because if you get back-to-back-to-back CC'd, there's nothing you can do about it. Even if you're Darius and you have 13 kills. If there's three range and they just sit there and watch you as you're stunned and rooted and you can't do anything, like, ta-da, 13-0, you give them 700 gold shutdown, the game just completely flip-flopped because you shouldn't have teamfighted and you should have stayed in the top role or you should have forced a fight because you're 13 and 0 like it's you really have to understand your win condition if you're ahead as a top laner there's a lot of things you can do as a top laner that can really um 
you know, help manipulate you get to that special place of winning the game. And early game, uh, you know, playing the early game correctly builds leads by setting up solo kills and how. You know, we went over wave manipulation and how to do all that earlier in the episode. Also, setting up your jungler. You know, if you are shoving the wave in, hopefully your jungler sneaks up into those bushes that are really high up in the map. And then, you know, the wave starts pushing in and then they get aggressive because they think they have more minions than you. But what do they don't know is that you have a champion sitting in that bush waiting for you guys to, you know, chain lock CC them to the ground. And then all of a sudden you're dead and you have two champions pushing the wave and beating down your tower. You know, and that could, that that can be very tilting. You know, in the lower elos, you don't see that that much. But if you can get lane ganks and just bait the hell out of the enemy. Oh, it's such a sexy feeling. You don't see it that much. I wish I saw it more. But, you know, you can set up all kinds of junglers by doing that kind of things. Wave manipulation I talked about in the last episode, you know, if you can freeze it, freezing it lets you give your jungler the opportunity to gank. You can also deny your opponent laner from XP. You know, go back to the last episode if you don't know too much about wave manipulation because I feel like there's a lot of great tips there. You know, I personally can't cover everything, but... I'll tell you one thing and you'll disagree. Somebody else will tell you something and you'll disagree. But you might learn a lot from me too. And you might learn a lot from somebody else as well. So, you know, take everything you hear from me. Not with a grain of salt, but like, you know, just, just, it's always nice to be aware of your surroundings. And if I tell you to do something and you're like, oh, well, Summick said to do this and it didn't work and blah, 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 blah. Well, you probably did something wrong. So you always want to go back and look. You know, I personally don't do that, but it just, you, you gotta always be aware of what the hell is going on around the map. If you can keep track of the enemy's, you know, summoners as well, that can play big, big, big into your advantage. And if you're playing Riven and you make them flash and they're like, hip, dip, 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 here I come back to lane, but you have flash, you know, you get to do your combo and then flash on them and they have no way of getting away from you. That's an automatic kill. But if they do blow flash, they're probably going to be more passive and that gives you an advantage to freeze the lane and... Deny them CS and, you know, you can bait them into throwing a spell because you are ahead of your wave. But all of a sudden your jungler is behind them somehow. Like, you really need to just always... The little things go so far in this game. I got very sidetracked, I just recently noticed. And some other people you might want to take a look at there on the internets is TF Blade from TSM, BoxBox, who is... A Riven main, he's very good. He's a very risky player, but he's a challenger player, so he's doing something right. Aurelia carries you. I think him and Anibot, who's an Annie main, they both like got interviewed by Riot about a couple years ago. And you know, they really got in depth with the lanes that they play. And the recent one that I've been watching a lot is Rhyme. He is a Cannon main, and the guy is filthy dirty with this champion i thought i played a good cannon and then i watched this guy named ryan rhyme r-i-m-e he's very fun to watch i really enjoy what he does with cannon 
he's a next level when it comes to canon. You know, most one trick players are, but I appreciate it because he, as a streamer, he's very entertaining to watch. He's he's very educated and will help his stream out and walk you through what he's doing. And I highly advise those four guys the most. So yeah, go and do that. Anyway, I got to wrap this up. Um, some other cute tips, you know, there's a plant that the jungler gets, you can go and get that for mana or HP. Um, you know, if you do get an advantage, try to get your jungler to come up and take the Rift Herald, make plays for Baron. Um, I wanted to get more into playing top from behind, but if you are behind, you know, don't force fights unless your jungler's there. Because if you do lose when you're behind, you're only going to get more behind and become more useless. And feeling useless in a video game is never fun. That's when you, you know, want to type FF at 15 or you want to just press reset on the Nintendo and start over. Like, you remember Tony Hawk and you would try to grind and then hold a manual and then do a kickflip and grind again and then hold a manual. And then you mess up and you nope, start X, restart and you start over again. That's kind of how you feel when you get behind and start losing. So, uh, game knowledge always comes with time, a lot of time. I play a lot in mid and bot. I tinkered in the jungle when I first started the game. I played top a little bit. It helps me. It'll help you. Um, I would definitely not be a one trick unless you really enjoy it and really want to climb hard. But it's nice to have a variety because then you're going to start to learn all the champions and maybe you'll like something that you never knew you would. You know, some of the people I play with, they're very hard against some of the champions that I recommend to them. And then all of a sudden they try them and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I didn't play that champion before. So, you know, just give it a try, even if it's a bot game or an, a game or an ARAM. Um, two little tips I found out recently. If... Uh, you're a jungler and you're playing against a Amumu. I should probably leave this for next episode. Next episode's obviously my last um, role episode, and it's about a Mumu. It's about jungler and my tips about a Mumu. If you are a jungler and playing against a Mumu, and you can, you know, make sure that the top lane and the mid lane and the bot lane stay in their lanes. Invade that mummy. He is no good until level six, and even maybe level six, like by himself, he's not that good unless he's ahead. But invade him, make his life a living hell. You know, if you can get your laner to come and help you gank the jungler as a jungler, you know that's when people really start getting tilted. It's like, oh, well, why did their laner get here before you? And then, you know, the game is not just about mechanics. You know, it's a big mental thing too, just like poker. You know, you can really get someone upset by talking to them or making them play bad or whatever the circumstances are. Um, also, if you play mid lane, pick up Talon, pick up a Tiamat, shove the wave and Talon and Talia are like two of the best roamers in the game. Roam, get some kills, go back, shove the wave, roam again, skip back, shove the wave, take the tower, roam again. And before you know it, you're back in your lane and you're five and zero. Oh, and you know, the other mid laner might be zero, zero and zero. And then people get mad at him for not participating in the game. When you're been top lane and bot lane and killing the jungler and stealing reds and stealing blues, you know, the more active you are on the map, the better the game might be. But don't be stupid about it. Don't force things. But anyway, I'm signing off here now. Please follow my Instagram at solocast. That is S-L-O-Q-A-S-T. Also, 
My email is solocast at gmail.com. I wanted to talk about the LCS a little bit more. Um, I'll dabble real quick. It was a fun week. The first week is always crazy. We got to see Yumi once, but she was picked banned most of the rest of the weekend. Uh, go check it out if you're into that. <clears throat> Obviously, I'll probably talk more about this later in the coming episodes. But for right now, I just want you guys to enjoy me, my experiences with the game. And I just want to give you any kind of tips or reminders of what you should and shouldn't be doing. Anyway, I hope you have a great night. I hope you have a great day. Hell, I hope you have a great morning if that's when you're listening to this. I love all of you. Come and say hi. My in-game name is Summix. That's S-U-M-M-I-X-X. And I will see you later.